0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast. I am joined by my guest, um, one of our recurring guests, Elliot Lassen. Uh, he is a 27 year human resources consultant. He's also an adjunct professor uh, of many years at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and the University of Maryland, I'm sorry, University of Baltimore. Um he has a wealth of knowledge in careers, internships, uh and and not just from the side of uh the adjunct professorship as I've talked about, but he he's done a lot in career development uh as an employer and for for government uh organizations, nonprofit organizations. So today we are talking about internships um and whether or not they've lost their value. Um, with the, with the war on talent, so to speak, uh, which is the key buzzword these days, uh, and quest for productivity being at an all time high, uh, the question is to be asked whether or not interns still have value in the workplace. Um, a lot of people, when they think of interns, they think of, oh, the person that go grabs coffee or the person that go and and runs errands for, for their employee employer. Uh, Or their manager Um, so I've got Elliot here who's going to tell his perspective on internships and hopefully have a helpful engaging conversation for not only students uh, but also professors and parents uh, and even HR professionals at on work sites uh, that are looking to enhance the quality of their intern experience so welcome Elliot
1: Good morning, Joey. It's a pleasure to be back on with
0: you. Oh great. yeah, I'm glad to have you back uh, before our, our on the record uh, call there we were we were just talking about your uh, adjunct professor experience and uh, if you could sort of start there with uh, professors and how can how can professors help students land internships?
1: Well let, let me back up about six months before i I, I talk about that and yeah. a couple of years ago I blogged about. How students should obtain internships. And backing up six months, we are now close to the month of June, uh, kind of getting uh, into Memorial Day weekend. And the time that students will typically search for internships if they want to get ahead of the game will be around January of that calendar year. And in fact, Professors uh, in universities uh, might start to get advertisements, postings for internships that will be uh, starting in the summer. So that's really the time when, uh, when students should start to look for the internship opportunity. They should be in, uh, They should be involved in updating their resume to position themselves so that they can apply because decisions are often made. Uh, for summer internships in February or perhaps March to begin after the academic semester, after the spring semester, and uh, classes and graduations happened last week, and students who are graduating or who are entering uh, other years in college are starting their internships around, around now. Uh, and what I would say is that there are uh, many misconceptions out there about internships on both uh, on both fronts. You, you had mentioned that interns sometimes will end up getting coffee for, for the office and that type of scenario is obviously not the most optimal uh, and it might show that the company is not, really not prepared Uh, Whether it's the company or the supervisor, the intern is not prepared to take on the intern. And I I think that what really needs to take place for an effective, uh, successful internship is that the people that are managing the interns really have to understand what the internship uh, objectives are. And at least for the unpaid internships, the Department of Labor has weighed in on six conditions that have to be met in order for an internship to be unpaid, so that it can be unpaid by law. And one of the most important provisions there is that it is a learning experience. It's a training experience for the student. It's not just an extra pair of hands for the employer but it is uh, designed to be a an experiential benefit beyond the classroom what the classroom can offer
0: so let's let's go down the path of the unpaid internships and um you mentioned a few things that i'd like to circle back to but but we landed on the unpaid internship why What's the value proposition for a student um, to choose an unpaid internship over, say, um, of course, a paid internship, but maybe other monetary um, forms of employment with a part-time job or working at the movies or working at at a a big box retailer or something like that? Why are unpaid internships valuable for students? Joey, I
1: would say that it really presents a... Uh, a dilemma for students uh, when they are approaching the summer months: uh, Do I take a job that's going to pay minimum wage or something maybe a little bit beyond that? That will be out of my field of uh, of study. What I'm what I'm majoring in college, what I'm specializing in, uh, and do that for two three months and have some cash uh, for spending money at, at, at to do certain things with on the other hand the option is to take an unpaid internship that could be a resume builder that could be a foot in the door with that particular company Uh, as we know we are living in a generation of startups and there might be an opportunity to intern with a startup where if an intern is able to show his or her value uh, then the onboarding or the hiring process uh after the student's senior year might be somewhat seamless because that person has shown his or her worth to that startup company and they uh have been able to understand what that per- what that student and now graduate brings to the table and they can bring that person on so it's not a guarantee of a job by any stretch of the imagination but it certainly might be a, a foot in the door within that organization But to use the uh, common phrase, a resume builder, that internship experience with some company, uh, some organization, whether it's a startup or whether it's one of the more established uh, organizations, uh, that will hopefully look good on a student's resume so that when he or she applies for jobs after graduation, then it shows that that person has some
0: Relevant experience. Yeah, great points, Elliot. And I, I would also comment that unpaid internships can be valuable because they are resume builders. They're also relationship builders. Um, when you are working at a unpaid internship for a summer or a semester or an indefinite amount of time, not only are you auditioning for a job at that company uh, that you're working at. Um, But you're also showing your worth and your value uh, to these employees there that might use you as a uh, as a referral for someone else that's hiring. You know, if a position isn't open up at the company you're interning at, maybe someone there knows someone that's looking for someone that's that's got those the skill sets that you have or the attitude that you have or the work ethic that you have. Um, I have an unpaid internship company. Uh, I have a, a, a VIP internship um, at my company, the Virtual Intern Program. And it's really an opportunity for students to immerse in the HR space and gain a lot of the skills and experience that they may not get in a traditional internship. Um, I, I know that this is the case in HR, but it's in the case in many other places where. Entry level jobs will ask you to have three to five years of experience or, or one to two years of experience. But how can you get those years of experience without first getting experience? Uh, so it's a catch 22 there. And um, you, you, your your daughter uh, is going through the internship experience. Um, talk to me. What, what has that been like as a parent and how have you sort of coached her through the process?
1: Well, it's uh, it, it's obvious that I have a certain amount of experience in, in mentoring other students besides, uh, besides my daughter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and uh, there have been opportunities over the past couple of years for her to have gone the direction of getting a job working in a, uh, a summer camp, let's say, or some other venue where she could be gaining income, but not necessarily gaining uh, gaining experience. And I've tried to be encouraging, although we have to be careful as parents not to helicopter, uh, and I've tried to at least connect her with people in my professional network. Uh, so we're talking about networking uh, in your last comment. Uh, I've tried to connect her with people in my professional network that I've seen on LinkedIn that I believe would be good connections for internships, and she was able to successfully uh, leverage some of those some of those uh, connections. In addition to her own proactivity, uh, where she looked online and and she was able to uh, find and identify an opportunity uh, within her field, which is marketing. And uh, right now she's looking at a combination of a paid and an unpaid internship, both of those opportunities in her field of expertise. Now, it might not be exactly what she wants to do once she graduates, but I believe that having gained the skills, whether it's working on systems or technology or having uh, written uh, content for website. Uh, for websites, I believe that those would be valuable experiences. And maybe it's the best of both worlds, the fact that she is looking at both uh, an unpaid as well as a paid internship experience. So I I really hope that it works out uh, these three months that she has uh, before her senior year.
0: Hmm. Now, um, with regard to the relationships, and the education, and the experience, uh, I would consider those sort of the three pillars of a candidate's, um, the the three legs that they can stand on to, to get an internship. Which of those are most important? Do you think relationships are most important? Uh, educational background is most important? Or the experience that they have?
1: Well, that's a good question. I, I I think the fact that you asked the question, you are looking
0: f- for me to pick one. No, uh, I'm. If they're all important, they're all important. I, yeah, I mean I, they I, all have value. But I, if I,
1: I yeah, I, I think that each of them has each of them has uh, a value because the education is going to be your your foundation, your foundation for uh knowledge, whether it's knowledge of statistics or knowledge of certain of certain principles, where the uh, experience comes in is that you are applying the theory to the real work world, which is not necessarily a utopian ideal that a theory would directly plug into. So that is uh, I, I guess if I if I would have to rank, uh... rank them i would probably put experience above the other two mm-hmm. uh... which leaves the third and that is uh... the relationships now the relationships i think we've spoken uh... before on the power of networking and networking the way i view it is really a series of ongoing community uh, uh, ongoing communication activities which will maximize the probability of putting you in the right place at the right time. And it's not something that's going to be instantaneous. The relationship that anyone, whether it's my daughter or any internship, any intern gets over a summer or over a regular academic semester, is not necessarily going to pay off the following month or or after graduation. But those are relationships that if you keep them up, you can draw upon maybe two, three or even 10 years later uh, because you. the same way that you have those foundations and skills that you get from uh, experience or from education, those foundations of relationships will have given you the credibility and Beco- having become a known commodity, to be referred as a reference, or somebody passes along uh, an opportunity after you reconnect with them after ten years, I think that that, in terms of the long term, I think that, that the relationships uh, are are really what's going to carry somebody throughout their career.
0: Okay, so in the just to to re- recap, in the short term, your experience and education matter. Uh, but don't neglect the relationships because that helps you in the long term. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. And, and I, I, I'm, look, as we know, I'm a big uh, LinkedIn person. And one of the great values of LinkedIn as a networking tool is that it allows you to track and keep up with the developments of your connections and you can keep up and see whether a person moved. Let's say a person took on a new job with a company that you've been eyeing for many years because it's a company that's innovative, it's a company that's, that does good quality work, has good work-life balance, and you find out that one of your connections just took a job there. That person might be in a position now to uh, have a win-win where they can refer you for an open position, they get a referral bonus, you get a job at a great employer out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why LinkedIn, I believe, is a valuable tool because it helps you keep up with with people both actively and passively.
0: Yeah. So for students that are looking to get an internship, you definitely want to hop on LinkedIn and upgrade your profile and start building those relationships with people.
1: Yes, and, and do it in a professional way where you're not taking a selfie of yourself, uh, and <laughs> posting that as your headshot. A lot of students think that, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm just getting something up there. Uh, when, you, when you're involved in LinkedIn, you have to kind of go in uh, full force. You can't yeah. go in uh, in a half-baked way. Uh, you have to, if you're going to be on LinkedIn, your profile has to be sharp. You can't have any typos. Uh, everything has to be aligned and and your your picture is going to be the first thing that people see about you when they Google you or whether they, they wh- or when they check you out on LinkedIn so having a solid LinkedIn profile even as a student uh, and you are not necessarily gonna say you're you're, you're a CEO of, of a company that would be probably either misrepresenting yourself or, or meaningless
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, at that age but at least have something that brands, you professionally in a positive way and uh that way people will find you
0: okay let's uh transition to a uh cover story in the most recent talent management magazine that i that came in the mail a few days ago uh they profile ford company and the title is uh well one title is Built, built intern tough And then start your interns and really what the premise here is that ford has an innovative approach to internships where instead of instead of using interns as to do low-hanging fruit and menial tasks uh, they're actually involving interns at a high level Uh, interns are meeting with managers they are uh, actually involved in things that are revolution uh, revolution being revolutionary uh, to how Ford does business and I want to give a quote here that sort of talks about the culture of the company um, and the value proposition that that um, that Ford has for interns it says uh, we want to emphasize the Henry Ford story and the fact that family is still actively engaged in the company the result is the students are excited to join a family uh, and this quote is by Crystal Wortham, the marketing manager. Uh, also, the interns are paid between 18 and $35 an hour, uh, which is something that a Fortune 500 company would be able to afford. But I think it also speaks to the value that the company places on their interns. Uh, in your years of experience, can you talk uh, about companies that uh, maybe underutilize their interns uh, and companies that really, really, like Ford, get the internship process right?
1: I think when we were talking about Ford, you're, you're dealing with a very large and established organization dating back to Henry Ford. And they have HR departments and training departments that are larger, or the company probably has a, 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 an HR and training department that's larger than many uh, many companies out there. And the company, based on the, the how long it's been around and the sophistication of the company, has really been able to develop a structured internship program where I'm sure that the company offers intensive training to supervisors of interns uh, to make their experiences productive so that it's not just doing grunt work that it is an opportunity to see the culture of the company to see what a meeting looks like and to have a structured, established internship program is really is really huge. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that only large companies can have that. It's really a matter of planning, uh, and companies that have been there, done that, uh, even smaller organizations that have had internship programs that they have uh, tweaked from year to year, and they have reevaluated their internship, maybe their uh, internship program last summer was not as good as could have been expected. So they improve on that and they constantly improve on that and they have a job description for interns, not just, well, we just need help out there uh, and we're looking for an internship to, to help out. Because certainly that's not in the spirit of, the spirit of, an, of an unpaid intern anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that having a Job description for a summer intern or for a uh, mid for a, a regular semester intern is, is really key. And if it's an unpaid internship that is for credit, the relationship that the professor who's supervising that internship has with the organization I think is important. Uh, but also equally important is the checkpoints that the intern has with the professor over the course of the semester to make sure that the internship is going as expected, to make make sure that the intern is being utilized and not exploited. Uh, those uh, are really components of an effective internship uh, program. So if, co- if a company wants to invest, and there are definitely some uh, advantages of investing in interns because that might be a lead-in to bring that person in as a trainee after he or she graduates. Uh, But having a structured program that they've refined over the years uh, and they offer value to the students, I think is uh, really critical to having an effective program.
0: Yeah, Elliot, you mentioned great points there, um, and especially the one about having an, uh, an internship be the audition for ultimately a trainee. And I wanted to run these numbers by you. Um, 68% of summer interns accept a full-time job offer with Ford at the conclusion of their term. So, you know, to your point, having a developed internship program and what you're saying is it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be intentional. Um, And if you're intentional about it, you can really develop pipeline of of employees uh, that come in as students from the ground up and can can make big impact I'd love to hear a story from someone at Ford that's been there five years 10 years 20 years that have that has come uh, into the organization as a result of the uh, internship program Uh,
1: and if you think about from an HR perspective, and I think we can speak a common language, uh, there is definitely return on investment investment for having that internship program because think about all all of the onboarding uh, costs and recruitment costs and hiring costs that can be reduced by having uh, and training costs uh, on the job training, let's say, uh, as an example. Think about all of those HR costs that can be reduced or sometimes eliminated by bringing that person
0: on as opposed to bringing them in from the outside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the key things, even just with recruitment has cost of its own, um, but turnover does as well. And one comment that gets passed out a lot is that it costs three times a person's salary. Uh, to replace them once they leave. And that's through a combination of reallocating uh, the work responsibilities and then recruiting a new person and bringing them in and maybe having to offer them a higher salary and then the training that's invested and the opportunity cost lost by having someone leave your company. Um, So to have a internship process that helps eliminate those expenses I think it's a win-win for employers and for for students.
1: Yeah and if you have a, a
0: strategic
1: HR function and if they're looking at their quote-unquote depth, depth chart within a unit of the organization maybe somebody from middle management uh, decides to leave uh, but at the same time you have a pipeline coming in and you can maybe shift some things around where you plug that hole with the person uh, that's maybe one lower, one, one rung lower on the, uh, on the uh, hierarchy, on the management hierarchy. And that internship, that intern can now be uh, plugged in perhaps after graduation to fill one of the lower levels of the, uh, of the management hierarchy. So there's some, definitely some advantages when you're trying to replace uh, people that have left. And as you mentioned, you don't have the onboarding costs. You don't have a lot of the hiring costs that are associated with bringing in somebody from the outside. So you can realize that savings pretty quickly if you have a strategic approach to HR that includes uh, the interns as a potential pipeline of talent.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So it's uh, the responsibility of the HR department or an outside consulting firm uh, that the company partners with to uh, run the numbers, be conscious of the numbers and really show the value uh, in dollars and cents, because that's what leadership wants. Uh, that's what management wants. They want to see the return. Um, and you can't quantify that if you're not writing it down. Um, like Peter Drucker says, you can't you can't manage what you don't measure. Um, so that's a, a big uh, HR life quote of mine. Uh, Elliot, do you have any parting thoughts about internships, and do internships still hold value in the workplace?
1: I would, I would uh, say yes, that they definitely hold, uh, hold value, and uh, I've written on my blog a few pieces that I've shared with you, I know, uh, on internships, on getting internships, and uh, what, how to behave and what to get out of internships. Uh, I guess the one closing thought I would I, I would put to this conversation is uh, if we fast forward about three months to when interns are leaving uh, their uh, positions for the summer, uh, there might be some opportunities after graduation. So you want to make sure that you close out your internship in a uh, in in the proper in the proper way, uh, and wh- whether you're planning on Uh, applying for a job with that organization or not, you want to make sure that you close on a positive note. You want to make sure that you've updated your resume. You want to make sure that you've documented a lot of the things that you've done just so that uh, you're able to talk about them in the future on a job interview. And uh, don't just walk out the door after your last day and look at your internship as a uh, experience in the rearview mirror whether it was a stellar internship or a mediocre internship hopefully it was a stellar internship but even if it's something that is uh, less than maybe what you expected but it's important to glean the uh, positive nuggets and what you gained in terms of skills and uh, kinda bank that Uh, and perhaps most importantly, as we've mentioned, to bank and cultivate those relationships because the supervisor that you're working for may not be with the organization uh, forever, and there might be a relationship that you can draw upon when that person moves on to a different organization that you can reconnect with that person uh, for a job opportunity or for other networking. So make sure at the end of the internship stint, that it remains a positive relationship and an ongoing one.
0: Elliot, those are great comments. And uh, I really hope that the students are taking notes. Uh, this has been a great episode of Business Life and Coffee. Uh, Elliot, will post your uh, your blog articles on the show notes so that people can take a look at them. And till next time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at infobusinesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP This is Joy Price signing out, and I'll see you next week. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together.